up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Deja Vu Podcast. This is The Sopranos time. It's season six. We're on episodes three and four. It's me, Trey Mitchell. We have Travis Mejia here. How you doing, Travis? I'm doing great, Trey. How are you? Doing okay. Doing just fine. Doing swell. Uh, we're I'm doing better than uh, Tony is right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the but on a serious note, this uh, yes. On a serious note, yes. This is the, the, the yesterday was the ten year anniversary. Oh yeah, of James Gandolfini well, not, what's passing. Not, no, 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 not ten years. Ten? No. Was no, it, it five? Wasn't 10 years. It, was, it was the anniversary. I think it was twenty sixteen, right? I don't. That's why I just said ten. So clearly, I don't know. It was not ten years. It was. It was the, his anniversary of his death. The anniversary. I'm thinking it might have been of four years. I'm thinking of okay. it was recently the ten year anniversary of the finale. That's what I'm yes. thinking of. Yes, and it's also the 10-year anniversary of Jaws. Oh, not 10. <laughs> no. It's like 50? Uh, something like something. that. We got a reading 50. today on Cirque. Or not a reading, I, a I, reciting. A reading. Yeah. Uh, it's the 7-year anniversary of Gandolfini's death. Okay. I was closer than I thought. <laughs> Do you remember where you were when you heard the news? I was probably listening to the ticket. I guarantee I heard that news from Corby. Breaking news. 100% I heard that news from Corby. I was working at the at the movie theater then, and I, I saw it working at the movie theater. Gandolfini died, and I'm like, oh no. Son of a bitch. Sucks. And I quit. You know what's funny? Day. I've seen Killing Them Softly um, three or four times, and I like the movie. Yeah. I don't remember him being in it. Well, I think it's, you know, because I was thinking, like, was he totally typecast? Mm-hmm. But I think since he used a different voice, I think it makes it more believable him in other roles. Yeah. Because he doesn't sound like the character at all. I watched the trailer for, uh, it's, what what was it called? Uh, Enough Said. And yeah, I believed it. Like, oh yeah, it's, this is just another actor. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, I, I didn't see Tony Soprano. Yeah, anymore. if he was using his just... Because, I mean, he, he... His regular... When he's in, in the dream or purgatory or whatever, it's not like he has just a straight down the middle, you know, middle of the country accent. He has a little bit of East Coast flair. Yeah, yeah. Not nearly as pronounced as Tony Soprano, but that does no. help him get a real or not a real but get like would have helped him Other move move on in his career yeah. if he had and, uh you know, not 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 passed passed on he was in the where the wild things are mm-hmm. yeah as the main guy the, the main monster the main dude. wild thing yeah the main wild thing that but i don't and think I remember, that movie yeah. did particularly well did it i don't think it did and i remember enjoying it that is one of the movies and i probably should do this one time is uh it's one of my favorite trailers of all time. Oh, I re- yeah, I remember really, really yeah. digging the trailer. I don't even know if and I ever... I think it's because of the music. I don't even know if I ever saw the movie. It's good. It's I think it's very good. Spike Jones. Uh, wait a minute. Yes, Spike Jones. Uh, and it's very good. Okay. I'm a big Spike Jones fan. Yeah. Not Spike Lee. Sp- I, I do like Spike Lee, but uh, Spike Jones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know very why good. you hate Spike Lee so much. I love Spike Lee. Spike Lee's great. What you said uh, we to just me. watched the Five Bloods. <laughs> you, it's really good. Is it? I need to. I need to watch that. It's good. It's good. Yeah, you would enjoy it. It's uh, you know, it's on Netflix. It's free. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a good time. Uh, he's he's a bit. Uh, I'll tell you one thing is one thing. 
Spike Lee isn't is subtle. No, he was. Uh, he he did Black Klansman, right? I yes. really re- that's been sitting on my list of movies that I need to watch like today mm-hmm. for about three years, mm-hmm. and I need to check that one out. It's a good one. I hear great things. I'm Drivers in it. Yeah, is he? Uh, to- I know. To- yeah. I know. Topher Grace is in it. Topher Grace, and is in I it. can't think of his name. Uh, Paul. Oh, uh, uh, my Richard Richard Jewell's in it. Richard Jewell's in it. Uh, yeah, no, I'd have to think of his name. Steve Buscemi's brother's in it. Oh, really? Yeah. What's his name? Like John? John, John Buscemi. Buscemi. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Okay. A, he's very close to John Belushi. Uh, he looks like his brother. That sucks. And I wonder why he used his brother and not Steve Buscemi. Hmm. Maybe he doesn't like him or something because he works with Tarantino. Maybe. A lot. Maybe. He did, uh, old Steve made a comeback, though, in, these, in these, uh, this power pack that we are he covering did. today. And not to just go right there, but I did find that interesting that his character name was not... No. If you look at the credits... The man. His character... Yeah, it's just the man. Yes. And we could talk about... We have Tony in the coma still. And he's definitely trying to find out if he was Fennerty this whole time. Mm-hmm. This this episode if, is more focused on the identity part of everything, like his, like right. him starting to kind of lose his sense of identity, uh, which I think that's sort of been Tony Soprano's journey throughout this whole thing is trying to figure out who he really is and can he change who he really is right yeah and i think the purgatory idea at least i don't know i don't know if this is a totally a spiritual purgatory or a mental purgatory i like to think it's a spiritual purgatory i like to think that uh there's some other other realm Mm -hmm in this universe that is bigger than everyone else. Uh, I always like that idea more than it's all in your head, but uh, whatever it is, I, I do think it is definitely some way his own purgatory or, or something where it is about life and death. It is about him being judged it is about him succumbing to, uh, you know, or, or making a choice because the whole deal with him and then he goes to visit the monks and the monks still think that he is kevin F- fennerty yeah even uh, he, he talks to the bartender yeah, he tells him that <clears throat> he's got alzheimer's and that really didn't help the situation any because now they're like oh he's definitely kevin now he just doesn't know it mm-hmm. you have you know him seeing the beam of light again and and oh he finds in the briefcase he finds a, a invitation for a family reunion yes and the way that was shot, man, it felt like other. It felt like something I've uh, left over. Are you talking about like, the, uh, the the house, the, the inn, the inn, and or the whatever? Kids playing the inn, and the kids are playing. Yeah, it did. And you see, and you get kind of a remember the motherly uh, figure the episode. The episode, uh, the the nightmare he had yeah. with the the shadowy figure. You get that. Yeah. In the in the doorway, and it's you just. It's sort of set up as like it's a family reunion. Uh, they, you know, he's like he gets there and he's like, "I'm not Kevin Finnerty." Oh, don't, 
just stopped. You, everybody, everybody's inside. And with yeah. uh, Tony B being there, according uh, apparently uh, a motherly version, uh, poss- probably Livia or intended to be Livia. Like it, it's like a person. It's a personal purgatory. You can't bring business in there, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it's and then this is right where uh, you know we're skipping ahead. We are a little bit. We'll cover the outside is, of coma stuff when, when yeah, we get through here. This is sort of right when he is having some kind of cardiac arrest, which is kind of caused by Polly. I loved that. That's <laughs> I love that. So too. funny. Just be it in it yes. like it's. The show is amazing for this reason because they have, for the last three years, been building Tony being real annoyed with Polly pretty much any time yeah. he talks. And Polly hasn't really had a full 20 minutes to talk Tony's ear off in a while. And the first time he does, he gives him a damn cardiac arrest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of comedic. You saw the heartbeat going up and up and up. Oh, dude! Yeah, this whole episode was... is like a broad comedy mixed with like a contemplative this and the next drama. Next episode too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with Polly, and I've got some, I've got a small opinion about Polly that we can talk about in the next episode. Okay, but yeah, I, 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 it's crazy. They do that a lot. You know, they do a really good job of melding the comedic tones with the dramatic, uh, dramatic things as well. But this episode, it just was really, really hit on the head because you have the the veto and the poly stuff going on at the same time that you have this like existential crisis going on in this man that's in a coma (laughs) yeah and you have you also kind of have people acting selfishly like the last few episodes have been about people being selfish and you have this sort of very selfish power struggle going on Mm -hmm. between everybody and that you know the idea that especially poly and veto who are kind of you know Polly's put out. He wants this money he found. Like the whole beginning of the episode is they find this money. There's, there's this bust. Uh, Silvio is now kind of acting boss. Yeah, and he and does not uh, enjoy it. No, it sends him to the hospital. <laughs> he can't take it. I did write originally like, oh, I think he might actually be a good boss because he's not hot headed. Yeah. He's kind of calculated, but he can't stand the pressure. Has Silvio always had a puffer or is this the first time we've seen the puffer? Like his hair or what? His inhaler. Oh yeah, this is the first time we've okay. seen that. that. I wish I kind of wish that they had dropped that in throughout the whole thing that he had an inhaler. Yeah, but that's fine. I don't care. You know, it might be a yeah, yeah, probably. Because um, I immediately when I saw it, I was like, "Has he? Have I ever seen him use an <clears throat> inhaler before?" I doubt. I doubt it in front of like present company. Yeah, probably. Probably not. I don't think he would use that in front of. He, uh, you know, in. That shows how good, like, the whole situation shows how good of a consigliere and how good of a friend Silvio is to Tony. Because literally every single other person within the business is, like, planning for him to die <laughs> and ready to move yeah. on. And it's it's not like he, it's not like he squashed any kind of idea. Like, his wife was kind of talking him up, you know, and he was, he was liking it. He was digging it, you know, like, yeah, maybe I could be, you know. Yeah, but he also but, knew. He knew that, that, yeah. that this was not the life for him. Not mm-hmm. the life for him. As a married man, yeah. Trey, I'll just tell you, sometimes it, sometimes you it, just agree with your wife. Right. It's just better. It, it, I tell you, if I didn't know that that actor was a, a musician, part of a 
uh, Bruce Springsteen's band, you would think he was some kind of mobster too. Like he looks the part, mm-hmm. definitely. Well, okay, you know? it's funny that you mentioned that because um, Paulie Polly calls Carm the princess of Little Italy in this episode. Yeah, and that is a Stephen Van Zant song. Oh, All really? right, yeah. one of his band songs. Okay, they don't do too many of those. No, but they'll throw those in. They actually did one last season where Chris says a a lyric from a, a Bruce Springsteen song, mm-hmm. and they don't they don't really touch upon it. It was just there. Yeah, but yeah, they don't do too much. Of that. I'm not too familiar with Bruce Springsteen's whole catalog, so I don't know what's a reference. Or I know that. the '80s kids like him. I, mean, I know who likes him. Bruce uh, Bruce Levine likes him a lot. Okay. Always you know who Bruce loves Bruce Springsteen? Who? Tony Soprano. Italians? He does. There's no doubt. He pro- yeah, he rocks out the Bruce. Oh, yeah. Him and the boss go way back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, so a few things. Yeah, Paulie gets racked in the nuts. Yeah, his, uh, his oh my balls line is my favorite line of the entire episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and for some reason, I totally believe that he was a fighter back in the day. Oh sure, like yeah. I just totally he looks like he looks like Popeye the Sailor he Man, does. kinda short, stocky, yeah. like he could really yeah. beat your ass if he needed to. Sure, I like that. Uh, when oh, we also have AJ buying a gun, yeah, or trying to getting talked down by uh, Bobby and Chris. Yeah, they give him a noogie. Yeah, ah, <laughs> oh, you little I son also, of a bitch, get out yeah. of here. I like uh, I like these episodes kind of taking place in the hospital, especially the second one. Mm. It's kind of an interesting change of pace. You get to meet some other different characters. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a neat, uh, especially the second episode. You kind of meet a bunch of different interesting people. Yeah, I enjoyed you know? meeting uh, what was Deluxe and yeah, the rapper. Can't remember the other. And then uh, the uh, the scientist. The scientist you know? was fun. Uh, yeah, and we'll get a little deeper into that. The pedophile-looking priest. Yeah, 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 and uh, doc and uh, pastor, whatever his name, Carm's yeah. boyfriend came back. He got he got screamed at by Polly a little bit though. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, Chris and Bobby, they confront AJ and send him along his merry way. But this is uh. It's not the last time we get AJ in this episode. Is he? Uh, he gets a nice news special <laughs> all about him. He's not. He's just. It's kind of a dumbass. And again, I don't know. Is this? Is this just a bad kid, or is this the writer's interpretation of every kid? Like we've had this discussion before. I think it's their interpretation of every kid because Meadow, the first season, is very similar to the way he is yeah. now. Yeah. Kind of aloof, just a spoiled yeah. little brat, you know. Doesn't really mm-hmm. get it. I mean, he's AJ. We all know you're not going to kill your uncle. We all know. No, we already know dumb... it's not going to happen. Yeah. Although we did get a nice Godfather Two reference in there. Okay, this might be my favorite. Oh wait, in the AJ thing. Yeah, or... AJ. When they tell AJ okay. that uh, Junior is in prison and it would be. Oh yeah. It would be impossible to kill him, and he says it's difficult, not impossible. Godfather Two. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think though, I know we're kind of going all over the place. We are a little here. bit. Um, if you want to talk about the news thing, since I just brought that up with Carmela. No, you can, let's talk about the news thing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Carmela losing her absolute shit on AJ. And like, I think, um, I think Meadow said it that like everything she said is 
pretty true that he's kind of a crossed bear and he's kind of the worst he's kind of the worst he's kind of a shitty little kid and yeah considering what's going on and what carmela is going through uh, he might be the worst. Might be one of the most hated characters. Yeah, and just just a shitty little kid, man. Like he just acts like a child all the time. Yeah, all the time. And he has since we met him. He's the he's the only character. Like none of these characters really change, but they all seem to grow some. Uh, he hasn't. He's still a shitty little kid that's just a spoiled and really only concerned with what's going on with him until he spends yeah. a night in the hospital and th- threatens to kill his his uncle to nobody um then i really 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 enjoyed the next scene with meadow or not meadow excuse me uh with melfi and carm yeah that was a very powerful scene and meadow kind of or not meadow again (laughs) carmella kind of admitting to herself that she was never really that upset by his criminal activity. She said she basically this is probably her most honest moment on the show, at least with herself. Yeah. Uh yeah. you know, she she talked about him when they first got together. She's like, "I mean, I knew. I knew what was going on on our second date. He brought me and my mom a dozen roses and my dad a $200 power drill. I know that there was a broken arm behind that." Uh mm-hmm. she knew it and then she even admits that I, th- I think I even kind of liked that. And then, then she, of course, mentions, but the children don't get to choose who they're born to. Right. Um, and she's feeling really bad about all the things that she said uh, said to AJ, which as a mother, I mean, I, 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 I get it. We as a viewer agree, but as a mother, yeah. yeah no, like, it's, you know. I could see that would, because, like, think about, in fact, we get sort of a taste of what that is in the next episode when Polly disowns his not mother, you know, you yeah. get kind of that. The f- you can't take those things back. You can't take right. calling your son a freeloader and a cross to bear back. Even if you make up, even if you, um, even if you are able to get past it, it it's something that always happened. Like I have things right. in my past from my twenty five parents that like Uh-oh. that like it sucks that it happened. I don't think about it all the time, but it still happened. And like, it definitely affects the way I think about some of the people that have done things. So yeah, it's uh, I love the mental gymnastics that this show makes you do with these sorts of things, making you look at things from different angles. Um, Carm, that Carm's story though, actually mimics Lorraine Bracco's character in uh, Goodfellas a little bit when she realizes exactly mm-hmm. what her boyfriend's all up yeah. to. She was into it. She was into know? it. And and I know we've mentioned this before, but Lorraine Bracco was supposed to play Carmel. Yes. But she thought it would be too much of a typecast or too much of a similar character, mm-hmm. so they made her Melfi. Uh, yeah. Uh, all this season, it, it's these four episodes are very strange, and it's it's almost like it's like a reckoning coming, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there, yeah, there's a sense of, but that, uh, the characters in the series reckoning with morality of their actions. Uh, it's, you know, Tony's been doing that. Tony's been in that coma doing that. Uh, everyone's kind of reckoning, uh, been reckoning about their decisions, their place in life, who they are, 
Polly is, Carmela is, everybody is. They're all trying. So it's interesting because it's as the viewer, we once Tony's gone, it's over. Our our insight to the mob and the story of this family is over. Whereas these characters, they have to they have to continue planning because they're still going to be here once Tony's gone. Um, mm-hmm. That's why you see somebody like. I know we've just talked about the rift between Tony and, and Polly, but like they were still good friends for a long time. And his friend is about to die and he's planning on cutting his wife out when like every other wife in the mob gets paid, you know, like they're yeah. immediately starting to try and figure out the new way that they're going to do things because life moves on. Um, right and it's just interesting watching it from that point of view because uh, i feel i feel like even in in other types of anti-hero type shows or shows that made in the same vein it's not necessarily the same way you know what i mean well a lot of those other shows are and i'm sorry if uh maybe this i was kind of looking at my notes i think a lot of those shows are sort of you're taking one man putting them in a situation and, and it's and it's like oh, a situation that they normally would never be in like breaking bad mm-hmm. or or um even madman to an extent or i don't know if you watch ozark uh, I, but this is like this is a man who is in a system that's been around for a hundred years yeah, the system continues and there's code yes the system continues the machine rolls on there's codes there's ethics there's things have happened this isn't this isn't out of the norm right you know this is the norm for this group of people this isn't walter white who was a school teacher now he's a you know selling drugs this is out of the norm this is a lot yeah a lot of those shows are characters out of their norm out of their element this is a character in their element exactly and that's uh that's another reason why this is this is why this is the the original for for this type of show is you know like they did it in a in a way that like they created a character that you cannot like and that's why at the end of this there's really not a lot of things that you like about tony though i'll tell you though do you though just like during the week think about the show and think how kind of cool tony soprano is oh yeah all the time yeah it's weird because we talk we watch the episodes and we talk about how much of a horrible person tony soprano is Uh but then it's like oh yeah tony soprano is pretty cool we like him the (laughs) same reason why everybody likes him he is a charismatic leader of men and yeah. that kind of guy it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how big of an asshole they are people glom mm-hmm. on to that person he's the michael jordan yeah. of the mob like right. don't give a fuck about your feelings i'm trying to make some money and i will screw you over at any point people mm-hmm. like to watch that guy man yeah people like to watch that Definitely. guy i'm trying to look here <laughs> i i think mostly i think we need we need to touch more upon i think the dream stuff a little bit more yeah. You want to talk about the movie uh, but, but, stuff real but quick? Before that, before that, I really want to talk about uh, Chris's movie idea. Okay. Uh, first, <laughs> uh, would you go yeah. see that movie? <laughs> if I knew who was directing it and producing it, yes. Knowing it's Christopher, if I knew it was Christopher and a bunch of mob goombas no. writing this fucking movie. Yes, I would go see it. Okay, okay. To laugh at but it. But like, if it laugh was at, like... If I knew, but if it was just... If it was like Piranha. It came out the same week as it Piranha. Was, 
if it was that premise, if it was just that premise, I didn't know a bunch of mafia dudes made this movie in a pitch meeting uh, with the guy who was kidnapped from his acting class or screenwriting class. I probably wouldn't watch that's it. Another, it sounds fucking terrible. That was another good line in this, in the, this episode when after they talked to him, they, yeah. a room full of writers and you did nothing. They're writers, bro. Like, that's probably some inside shit I'm too. Sure you know? yeah, I'm yeah. sure it was. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I I love any kind of the, the any kind of Hollywood stuff they put in there. I really love. It's well done because uh, I feel like yeah. it's it, <laughs> just the way they do things. It just feels pretty on point. Like it seems like the things that could yeah. possibly have happened. <clears throat> it's kind of the opposite of the last season of The Wire, where like it was way too close to the guy. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see The Wire? I I was just last nodding my pretty head much, so that we could. The last season is pretty much old man yells at cloud in a way, okay. just because it's like it, the the whole show is pretty great at keeping gray or keeping uh, neutral, and and until the last season where it's a lot of journalistic ethics stuff mm-hmm. that obviously the writer was very passionate or the the creator was very passionate about, and it came off as. Man yells at fire, yells at sky, kind of okay. thing. Uh, but they don't really do that. They do that a lot of the Hollywood stuff for laughs. Uh huh. Yeah, it's you part know? of yeah. the. Uh, it's part of the the com- the comedian part, you know. Yeah. The dark so, comedy so part. Whole, uh, so why just take him out of the class? Like that is a dick move, just to kidnap him, pretty much. Why don't you just wait? <laughs> I think, like a lot, I think. Like a lot of the times when they beat somebody up, uh, it's mostly just for the show. Like it's ju- it's yeah. it's just to not the show as in the Sopranos, but just right, for right, like the show of force. Uh, yeah. Just to kind of like at any moment we can come in here and come get you. Uh-huh. You know, we just want you to realize that that we are going to intentionally come and get you at really inopportune times for the max amount of displeasure for you. <clears throat> and Christopher's whole thing is, man, those Saw movies are doing really well. He always Let's has bad reasoning for why it's time to get into the movie business. Yeah, those digital movies are doing well. He brings up Saw and something else. I, don't, I think this was before Paranormal. This was way before yeah. Paranormal Activity. Yeah. I think Chris would have a few ideas with that movie. He probably would have. He probably would if he was alive. Yeesh. Yeah. Uh, no, they bring uh, up several movies. <laughs> They're kind of mixing their metaphors and kind of... They are. Not not really staying super... On. At one point, somebody mentions ghosts, so that means Ghostbusters must be brought up. Um, uh, they Yeah, they the whole idea is they want to do Saw meets The Godfather. And a lot of it's projecting. You know, Chris is talking about, hey, uh, it's a mob boss who doesn't give the guy respect. And he it's basically his story his of Tim and Tony. <laughs> Yeah, and just and he has a meat cleaver on his hand, which is the most generic weapon ever. Oh, it's a campfire. Yeah, they story, start talking man. about. They, yeah, they start talking about camp. They start talking about slasher flicks and the pitch meeting with everybody. And dude, that just I I would pay money to be in a pitch meeting like that with a bunch of idiots, <laughs> just a bunch of idiot mobsters to just you know talk about Freddie and Jason and Michael Myers and that. The you know the, what's the difference between a slasher movie and yeah all that that's great you okay um just just hilarious let's see uh do, yeah we do we get the uh 
I mean, we already talked partly about the coma, but then Chris goes and brings brings it up to Tony after he wakes up. That's in the second episode. Yeah. No, it's in this episode. Bad timing. Oh, it yeah, is. It's a, oh, yeah, it's you're right. It is in this episode. episode. Yeah, you're it's right. It's when to- <clears throat> Tony's yeah, still uh, still silent. Tony. Kind of. Yeah. And he kind of very creepy silent Tony. Yeah, very very creepy silent Tony, especially with the way Chris is talking to him. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, basically, like Yomi. He's just very frank about it. He thinks he o- that Tony owes him because he came to him about Adriana, and he's going to mm-hmm. find out fairly quickly that that is not the case. <laughs> he owes him yeah. nothing. Nothing. Let's see. And then we had uh, Vito and Paulie finally giving their money to Carmela. They have a very good Godfather uh, little moment where Carmela kind of sees them and they are not looking very happy. Yeah. And then she, oh, maybe uh, these guys aren't that good of friends, As, really. Yeah. And she actually does something in the next episode very uncharacteristic of Carmela. She tells Tony, hey, watch out for Vito. I think he's up to something. So that was kind of. I think in that session with Melfi, yeah, instead of having the breakthrough that she needed, which was, which at this point she's so deep she can't get away, and that's probably what she's realizing. But I think she also realized that there's no reason to continue lying to myself about this. I've already right. admitted it. I might as well help him. Like, that means better things for me if I help him with these sorts of things. If I have any type of information that would do any good for him, it behooves me to give him that information. Mm -hmm. Did she tell on Vito and Polly or just Vito? No, just Vito. Why didn't she like Vito? (laughs) Uh, Because he's... He's he's been the most vocal about... Yeah, and he's not not Uncle Polly. Polly just seems like he's kind of disgruntled about giving money yeah Vito seems like he's wanting to usurp tony yeah you know which is you know like they've done a really i think they've done a really good job of building Vito out uh from Mm -hmm. like ancillary character to like yeah he was just this really fat guy now like character with some quirks to like a potential rival with well, yeah, and he's he's uh actually in the main cast list this season. Yeah, and he's yeah. you know he's got connections to the Lupertazzi family. I yeah, guess which, which Paul or knowing what happened, yeah, he is married to his sister. Yeah, to uh, to um, what's that guy's name? The guy that we've I, been I worried about, Leotardo. Yeah. yeah, Phil. Yeah, Phil to his sister, which because uh, I remember Phil once it comes out that he's gay, Phil's the one that is really. Uh, pissed about it and that makes sense now I, I forgot that mm. that they were uh, family yeah I totally forgot so that makes more sense I mean it makes sense why but like why in particular he was very that upset yeah that makes sense yeah different it was um, a different time uh, there's a lot of di- I've noted that's one thing that's one thing about this show is uh, going back with 2020 eyeglasses on there's a there's a lot of different time going on in this in this so show. I would I would argue with you that sect of people probably it's still probably that same time what do you mean those kind of an uneducated oh, kind of group of yeah. criminals like that yeah yeah i i yeah i agree 
I don't think times have changed that much for that. Those I think if you saw today's version of Tony Soprano and his gang, I think it would be the same. Yeah, I, well, I guess yeah. I just mean they grew up in a different time, so that's how they act, and that's usually what they say more than yeah. more than it's a different time. We get away with this because I believe that oh, okay. most of it is uh, presented in. I don't know if it was always taken this way, but again, with twenty twenty eyeglasses, most of it's presented in a negative light that this son of a bitch is saying these things about these people, and he shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We'll make sure I get everything on this episode. Yeah, I mean, uh, so with the with the house thing, we, yeah, you know, he mentions the briefcase looking really heavy. That must weigh a ton. You know, I mean, you can interpret that a bunch of ways. Mm-hmm. Then you then you hear uh, Meadow. You hear Meadow and I, saying, I, "Come, Daddy, come back, Daddy." And I love how <clears throat> they've done this several times the using the imagery of trees as like yeah. the conduit to life like he can either mm-hmm. choose to go towards the trees where the voice of his daughter is coming from or he can go to this place that seems to be pulling him there like he yeah. has to physically make the choice to not do something that is the the instinctual thing to do which is not something that Tony Soprano is very familiar with right and it also kind of goes into the premiere with the seven souls and Meadow being his guardian angel. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, she's the one who's going to save him. And that even goes into the finale. Uh, if you, however you interpret that finale, Meadow, you know, they're waiting on Meadow to get there the whole time. And she tries to park three times and all that junk. Mm. I don't know. Um, yeah, that, that's what makes, you know, these four episodes are so much about death and, and and life unity of life and things being connected it makes you think it's impossible that tony can't be dead right like like these episodes feel like it's the leftovers like as it if, feels <clears throat> like it's very connected in death and life and rebirth the theme of these yeah um yeah i mean i totally agree <laughs> I, I totally agree with what you just said it's mm-hmm. uh this four episodes is like a primer it's been a yeah. it's a primer for the end of I mean mm-hmm. it's it's building this world in which Tony doesn't seem unfallible now. Uh, it's it's building these reasons of how these types of things go. Like he seemed unfallible at the beginning, and like you know there were all these things that we liked about him, <clears throat> and he's this, but he's a, a mobster or whatever. But there's all these things, but just like all the other characters, we like them less and less because their character flaws become more and more and more prevalent. And Tony, it it's not because he's the boss and it's not because he's the, the, the star of the show. Like a lot of times it just seems he's the luckiest person on the show. Like in, mm. we can kind of transition into the next episode. Like, sure. Uh, one thing I want to mention. Okay. The creepy, uh, I'm dead, right? Yeah. He uh, asks uh, Carmella, which another thing. Yeah. He should be dead. He should and be that, dead. that goes into next episode, as you're saying. Right. So, uh, like, he, he has all of these fortuitous things happen to him. Uh, like, what if Polly never sits in that room and talks him into cardiac arrest? Or, uh, so the insurance card. The only reason why he went to the hospital that he went to is because he happened to have his insurance card on him that Carmella forced him to take in the first episode of the season. 
mm-hmm. just l- pure dumb luck that he ends up where he is. Uh, his yeah. best friend, same age as him, gets cancer. All of a sudden, he's the boss of the family. Yeah. Uh, uh, his, his friend goes down to the FBI. He's never mentioned. Doesn't get taken down at all. They, in fact, yeah. they've kind of given up, the FBI has. He's, like, yeah, he's the smartest guy in the room, and he's the, the lead of this show. But the show is trying to show you how lucky you have to be to get where he is and to stay mm-hmm. there. And he, they're basically telling you in these first four episodes, it isn't lasting forever. And here's a bunch of ways it can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so next episode, we kind of get... I guess we actually see this at the previous episode, but it's a... Uh, what exactly? How do you pronounce the saying? The... The... Um, O-J-I-B-W-E. Oh, I, I intentionally didn't write it down because I, I couldn't figure it out. Ojawe? 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 What is Ojawe? I don't know. Is it Native American? Uh, Eastern? I don't know. I was gonna. I'm just gonna let you speculate. Look, hey, look it up, and I'm gonna read the quote. All right. So spell the, it the for quote, me. Someone put this quote. Uh, o J I B W E. Okay. And the quote is: Sometimes I go about in pity for myself, and all the while a great wind carries me across the sky. Hey, you were right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a Native American thing. Also known as, it's uh, said to mean puckered moccasin people. Also known as the Chippewa. Okay. So, Sepawal did like a few interpretations of, I guess, what this means. Uh, And pretty much... I'd love to hear uh, his because I've got... There's a lot. Yeah, I only really have one and it's like, poor you. Just... That's one he wrote. Yeah, yeah connected to you. Livia. Just poor, yeah. just poor you. Doesn't it suck to be yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, the great, or so I guess uh, the evidence for the optimistic view. He does a negative view of it, where pretty much, you know, at the very end, he kind of has this moment of zen in a bit, where he's uh, he's out in the right when he gets out of the hospital, mm-hmm. he's now a new person. He tells, he tells uh, Janice. Yeah who is the most the person who's changed the most probably in the show and not just like at, like for the better or worse but just like you know she's changed she used to be a hippie with a different name then she changed it to like a you know mob boss's wife she's gone through a lot of, born again christian she's gone through a lot of different changes mm-hmm. and he and he tells her uh I'm not going to live life you know every every single day for for I'm going to live it to the fullest and she kind of just kind of brushes it off like yeah okay we'll see <clears throat> yeah we'll see because that's that's Tony's whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he, he. It's the same thing with therapy, man. He wants he want he thinks that he wants to change and wants to be a better person, but then still consciously makes makes the decisions that he makes, uh, yeah. and knows that he makes them a lot of times. Like he even uh, there's been a couple of times in the last couple of seasons where he's even identified prior to making the decision what the correct thing and the right thing to do is, and he still does what he wants to do. Right. Yeah, he says, uh, I'm supposed to be dead. Now I'm alive. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Listen, after this from now on, every day is a gift. Yep. 
I'm glad you read that and, since I was just talking about how lucky he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, this this episode in particular, so the first episode is almost like his, the depths, you know, like we're, we're watching him deteriorate, 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 and then in this one, we get to see his, this is basically his recovery episode. Uh, yeah. We get to see him get a little bit more vocal, a little bit stronger, he starts smoking cigars, he finds friends, uh, you know, uh, and then by the time, by the end, he's... He's recovering physically, but mentally he seems to be a little different. There seems to be something that's not clicking all the way or something. Uh, and, and he mentions that to to the doctor. You know, yeah. Like, hey, I don't feel like myself. Yeah. And I think he even mentions it to the that pastor, that weirdo uh, doesn't believe in a pedophile-looking pastor. They get the most pedo-looking pastors on this show, yeah. I swear. <laughs> Uh, the, yeah, the pastor that doesn't believe that dinosaurs were, you know, alive millions of years ago. Which, my favorite line, like the Flintstones. Like the Flintstones, I've got the Flint, yeah. I just have one line on my notes that just says Flintstones. So, that's my, might be my favorite line so of Thank you for bringing that up, I appreciate that. Like the Flintstones. Like the Flintstones? <laughs> uh, and we get, uh, the return of Aaron, who's wearing a Terry Shivo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh terry shibo you're barely alive oh no uh which is kind of vague it's a ticket bit for people who yes, don't understand yes, what yes, i'm saying yes 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 uh but it's okay it's from a radio station yeah and it's also i mean it's sort of an allusion to tony of how he's like he's alive but he's not really alive he he like it's this isn't the tony that we all know you know what i mean like he's just he's a softer he's giving up in negotiations saying yeah you know like he just he softened it seems now i think uh it's a pretty good bet that's going to stop fairly quickly because we're already seeing the anger well back up in, in him several times he's pissed at bobby he fucking hates bobby now he does i hate bobby had a bad episode <laughs> Shot the rapper in the butt. Yeah, he's not a marksman. Not a marksman. Unlike his no. claims. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby, I, I can so like there's a couple of characters that I know their fate just from doing the podcast. Yeah. Uh Bobby, you broke the news to me last week, I believe it was. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh which I can see why that's heading where it's going now, mostly because Bobby's a bit of a dumbass. Uh it's not by Tony, I'll say that. Yeah, but he's gonna He's yeah. Let me guess. He's gonna try and up his earning and step a little too far where he shouldn't be stepping. I don't remember. I, I honestly don't remember. Yeah. I just know it's he dies. He needs and then Vito is the other one that you, that's the drawn out yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna happen, and, th and that's for again. Already, well, it's it's for the gay yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's for the gay stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, it's for the gay stuff. We get a we get a whole episode of him in his time in uh, New Hampshire, wherever it is. Oh. Okay. Um, it's very long. Very fun. I can't wait. Uh, yeah. yeah, but Bobby Bobby did not have a good idea here. He did not. I mean, the idea is, it makes sense. If the idea is to make seven grand, <laughs> then he did a great job. Yeah, yeah. If that was the idea and you don't really care. But isn't like that the whole thing, like, hey, the rappers, they're, they're happy that they got shot for cred? 
right. I, I think that that I think this storyline that's probably an old way of thinking yeah too. I don't know that this storyline would have played super well these days uh, no I don't think so it, it was uh, I really liked Bobby though like happening upon them writing a song and he genuinely yeah. is like never knew how <laughs> this this worked this is cool I like yeah. this and they were kind of ready for I don't know racist fat white guy and he's genuinely interested <laughs> I, I did love uh what was the rapper's name? Deluxe or Deluxe? Deluxe and uh Deluxe and Tony's kind of interaction. Oh the I oh the other rapper? That. Yeah. The one that's, the, uh, I, yeah, I love that got shot. Yeah, he calls him yeah. an OG and invites him to it's the fight. The OG. And then Tony's just like, yeah, yeah. Alright, I guess. And then the uh the conversation in the hospital room or in the during the fight, this is another way that Tony is starting to soften it seems because i don't think mm-hmm. last season he would have been at all at all ready to accept everything as everything <laughs> like yeah. he's very much there's a reason for things and there's like yeah. this this and this but he's listening to this this uh is he he's scientist? really taken to the scientist guy, yeah and yeah. so is so is the rapper like he they yeah. like this dude's pretty dang cool for an old man you know yeah uh, yeah he's great I, I really really liked that scene that was a cool scene yeah, I liked a lot of the hospital stuff. Uh, it was a neat change of scenery. It was, and it's nice to see how... It's not nice to see, but it was interesting to see as he got healthier and healthier how his, you know, the tractor beam of Tony Soprano tends to take over wherever he is. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, definitely. Not, and, and it's, of course, not always in positive ways. There's no way that, that, that paramedic did not steal any money from Tony Soprano. No. That did not happen. Oh, you think he did or did? Uh, he did he not. Didn't? No, no. He yeah. did not. And that poor guy brought him to... Because what, what were they talking... Because I, I I guess I misinterpreted what they meant by a... Uh, what, what do they call it? A biopsy? A wallet biopsy? Uh, yeah, a wallet biopsy. Did it just mean that like they charged him money because they had to do it in the... In the in the in the emergency no when they the, um... when they che- they checked the paramedics came and checked his wallet for insurance and id right. and they said when he went through it to do that that he just took the money that he was in money. there because they thought okay. he thought buddy was gonna die i thought it was more of a more of like a, hey you know like you're charged to if you ever have a ambulance pick you up you're charged for the ride maybe kind of i i didn't catch that part but but I, your your idea makes more yeah. sense because they're mad at the paramedic, right? Because the paramedic wouldn't be taking that payment; the hospital would, right? right. I've never ridden in, a, in an ambulance, I don't know. so I don't know how. It it, it did kind of go into the whole your idea um, from other seasons where, hey, look at these other entities; they're crook, just as crooked as this the mafia. You know, like the yeah, the healthcare industry is horribly crooked. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, I was talking a second ago about the anger popping back up. He has two real big moments where he flips the fuck out. The first one is pretty early in the episode when he gathers the strength enough to call that poor woman a cunt. And then, uh, which she was kind of being rude. Let's all just, let's all be honest. Now the C word, we probably shouldn't be throwing it around too often. Different time. Different, I, I don't think... The C word. Different no, time. no need to different time the C word. Every there's a lot of good times for the C word, especially yeah. in Britain. Uh, so there's the, they can do it there. They can. They sound cool. So when they say it. I don't know. You may not know this. Uh, British people. So the way we're offended by the C word, they're offended by motherfucker the same way. 
Oh, really? Yeah, they don't like motherfucker. They find that pretty gross. Oh, they wow. take it extremely wow. literally. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. No, here. no. That's interesting. It's weird that we get so uptight about cunt. Just because it's kind yeah. of just a whereas motherfucker, like I get that. That is pretty gross. Like if you're taking that pretty literally. Yeah. Uh, although I will drop an MF on you. I do like the motherfucker. Doesn't say uh, you motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. You and know, it's like done in a. It's know. in a. It's classy. It's a classy kind of way. You know. I, I guess. Yeah. It's a classy cuss word. What do you think of the classiest cuss word is? Um. I think bastard's really good. Really, I like bastard. Yeah. I like bastard. Yeah, son of the a bastard. son of a bitch seems kind of low, a little lower rent. But it's also kind of like now it's just turned into son of a bitch. Son of a bitch, yeah. G damn it, G damn it's a oh, good damn. one. That's not or dang gamut dang, or dang no. Dang, I don't think you. Yeah, he still took you three times, three tries to get there. I had a, I have a friend John Lamb. I call him John Lambert. Oh John Lambert. Oh, John Lambert. <laughs> i wish i was a, oh no it's the second time i've died on air today sorry <coughs> um okay and then the second time is when he's uh i, I guess they're talking about the negotiations before he finally yeah, caves because and he's they're trying to sell the trash business right yeah and the dude's son didn't know that that's what was going on and yeah. so Tony's mad because it's not going his way. <clears throat> He's screaming at the crew, and he just blows chunks oh. all over the room. <laughs> so many chunks. Lots of chunks. Lots of chunks. Which it's like both of those times. So after he calls the doctor a C-word is when he goes into surgery, and the doctor makes a, a Jimmy Hoffa joke. I, uh, I mentioned <laughs> which that. Which is fun. That's a good one. Which is fun. <laughs> And then the just found Jimmy Hoffa. Right, so he, that's a little <laughs> little negative barb on Tony. And then the next time he gets real pissed off, he throws up. It's like his body is physically rejecting anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of what leads to well that, and then walking by his buddy who had to have his throat done on, um, kind of leads him to his little epiphany outside the hospital at the end that we talked about. So we do have Polly. Okay. And his deal on this. And you had some hot sports opinions about this. Polly has easily been the farthest fall from grace of any character on this show. He is a yeah. maybe one or two slots ahead of Janice for me right now. Wow. He's so annoying. He's just bitching and moaning and he's 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 so woe is me and he's just like ever since pine barrens when you like kind of get the dark side of polly and they've given you more and more and more of the dark side of polly i i don't enjoy polly i just don't i think he's stupid like i think he's stupid like the character is an idiot character is stupid of course he's an idiot yeah Yeah. but I, i that goes into why i don't like him I, you know, like he's still an interesting character. It's like if I lived in that, I would not like that person. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Yeah. It's sort of like how I came to realize I didn't like John Locke as much, but I like the actor. I like the character. I just don't. I like the character, but I don't like the character. Yeah. And I think I'm meant to not like, like I've, like I've talked about quite a bit over the last few episodes. I think I'm not meant to like these guys at this point. No. Like we've gotten to the point where. Uh, we've seen them do so many bad things that I mean, even Bobby, who I've was like championing champion 
championing. 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 Like a few seasons ago. I'm like, he's kind of a he's kind of a selfish prick. Too. Kind of an aloof, selfish person. Yeah. And like, yeah. They're all kind of that way. And I think that's the lesson to be taught here is like, right. don't idolize fucking mobsters because they're <laughs> shitty. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at with Polly. Is in this, I just don't get, I mean, coming to the conclusion that he came to is it's extremely dumb extremely like 1950s yes and it's so rudimentary that yeah i would just like you don't get it the idea like even tony tries Mm -hmm. to knock some sense to him right like dude she's your mom she raised you right like she she, she's bailed you out of jail how many times yeah like that that's your mom it doesn't matter who your mom mom is and by the way nobody really gives a shit about your parentage no one cares uh, yeah. So like, just chill out, dude. But mm-hmm. he didn't chill out. <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, beat up that kid for four thousand dollars, which was how much he had to pay to. Sort of, kind of came around at the end. He did not go about it begrudgingly. Yeah, yeah. yeah he didn't go about it. Well, and way. and you know, I think they probably should have told him. Now, I think that's an old school thing too. I don't think that happens much anymore. But it used to be where you really didn't tell your kids about. So, you know, if they're adopted or not until maybe later on or they find out. They waited too long to tell him. <laughs> they way too long. Yeah, you can't tell. If Usually, you're about to die, just let him believe it. Just let him believe uh, it. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think that's a new, maybe a newer age thing where you let the kid know early on, mm-hmm. right? I think so. Did you, you, you knew, well, I guess your mom was. Different type long. of situation. My yeah, yeah, father-in-law yeah. was adopted, but they told him relatively early. Okay. Like, I want to say he was, like, 10 or 12, but I don't know that for yeah. certain. Yeah, so I, I think she pro- they probably should have let him know. Yeah, earlier, just don't tell him. Yeah. Especially if it's, like, a sister type, that that particular situation. That's a situation that... Isn't that isn't that Jack Nicholson's situation? I think it's similar to that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, whereas... His mom is actually his aunt. His aunt. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe it might be his sister's his mom. His mom's his sister. His sister is his mom? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. We're like the sister. I don't actually. That doesn't make sense. At no, all. it can that make sense make if sense. you had an older sister that got. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, did I, stuff. I, you know. Hold on. Let me look that up. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst <laughs> ourselves. Let's see if I've got any fun. I didn't have a ton of fun facts on this episode. There was more trees as like a, a conduit to life symbolism. As Tony yeah. sits at the pool at the end of the episode, just kind of gazing out at the trees, feeling like he's got a new lease on life. I really like that. I really, really enjoy that. Okay. So, at age 37, Jack Nicholson discovered that the woman he'd always thought was his sister was actually his mom. Okay. There you go. Uh, Yeah. So, I guess she was a lot older. Okay. All right. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Johnny doesn't really seem to be enjoying prison too much. No, no, he doesn't. He, you know, he's always been a bit of a hothead, but he's never like had that sort of vitriol where he's yeah. like, it's not about business. It's it's simply he's annoyed as fuck and wants to make somebody pay for it, and he's in prison, and Tony's really the only uh, only one that he can make pay for it because it's not like Tony's doing great, you know? Right. Like, things could be better for Tony, and he does need the health insurance right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's Tony's not doing too well. Like you could have a little compassion for him. Yeah, it's it, it it's all coming down, man. Like it's all yeah. coming down on Tony, and it's only 
I'm going to guess that in... Shit, I forgot the number. In less than 20 episodes, I think the series is going to end. I think so, too. I think it might end pretty soon. I think but so. But I don't know. I think we're done. I think we're getting to the end here. I think so. Yeah. Well, we got into the end of the podcast, Travis. It's about time. It's about time. It's about time. About you're time. all welcome, by the way. We do this yeah, you're twice welcome. a week for you, the DVP1. We talk about this. Every day. Every day. We, te- we, ch- Twice a we week. check in with each other every hour on the, Get the hour. Pulse. Get the pulse of what's going How on. How are you feeling today? What's the soprano? Ear to the ground. Yeah. Talking to the people on the streets about the sopranos. We look at our, uh, our, our RSS feeds that we have for everything yeah. sopranos that happens in the world. Every piece of news that's coming through mm-hmm. about the sopranos every day we hear. And we do that for you. We do it for all of you. All of you. And you don't say thanks. Never once. I, you know what? I don't hear thanks enough. The other day, I don't hear enough either. The other day, I had to sit in line at McDonald's oh, for no. four <laughs> minutes for my egg McMuffin. Do you believe that? I was, you know what? I was at a Wendy's and I sat for ten minutes and I was too afraid to get my sandwich. I'm wondering what are they doing Jeez, in there? Did you get out of that your car and spit on them and cough on them? Because that's no, what I, I, I the the lady came over and and uh, said, "Hey, here's your drink." I go, "No, don't bother. I'm too nervous." And you just drove and away. I need to leave. Away. Good, good for you. Good. You know hungry. what? Good for you. Good for you. you show mm-hmm. them. You'll show them. I show them. Show them how. Show them. What's gonna happen if they don't quicken up? Show them. Showing them. Good. It's too nervous. Good. All right. We'll see you. <laughs> right. uh, Bye. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>